What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Scotty Talks Philly Sports. Uh, it's obviously your boy Scotty here, um, ready to give you the recap to the Eagles and the Cowboys Sunday night football matchup phenomenon. Ah, just another week being a part of the NFC East. Man, does this division stink. And, you know, every week it seems like, you know, the Eagles somehow convince me that they're worse. Like, I I, I don't understand how you get healthier and the offense looks worse. I mean, I'm, I'm praying. I'm Obviously, you know, and we'll we'll get into this, you know, with Carson Wentz. Obviously, I mean, he's an issue right now, and uh, like I said, we'll we'll dig we'll dig into that. That's probably the biggest takeaway from the game was, you know, how badly Carson Wentz played, and uh, you know, kind of just where we're at with the, you know, with the Eagles regarding that relationship with Carson Wentz. Um, other than that, you know, you, you have to hope that maybe, you know. Goddard coming back, Rieger coming back. Maybe it, you know, was almost too much for for Carson Wentz. Maybe maybe it was too much to process in such a little time having those weapons back. Um, I don't I don't know what it is. It, it, it seems like Carson gets worse as we get healthier, and and it's weird to me. I I don't understand where that comes from, but we'll we'll dive into that. Um, obviously we had, you know, Travis Fulgham, Jalen, Jalen Rager, the duo out there, and it was beautiful to see, you know, to get that game started. And, uh, as that game kept going on, you know, you just keep seeing how good Travis Fulgham is and, uh, you know, what a beautiful surprise he has been for this team. And, uh, I I can't be any more grateful that how he found Travis Fulgham somehow. I, I, there's no way around it. I, I don't know how that happened. I don't know how this guy snuck through the you know, through the through the wedges and, and stuff with these other teams like the Lions and the Packers. This guy's a stud. And, um, you know, wide receiver one, maybe we're, you know, exaggerating a little bit, but this guy has came in and just blew our minds out. And and he's putting up wide receiver one numbers. So that there, there's no lying in, in the numbers. That That's for sure. Um, obviously, you know, BG continues. Um, he's obviously our defensive player of the year at this point. Um and I'll actually get into that type of stuff, you know, in next week's episode, you know, during the bye week, um, kind of just touch on, you know, it's the midpoint in the Eagles season and uh, kind of just want to give out, you know, any awards and, you know, maybe n- some type of like punishments because um, we're definitely going to have, you know, like the most disappointing players so far, um, which is the weirdest thing about Carson Wentz is, you can make a case that he's the MVP of the team, but then you can also make the case that he is the biggest disappointment of the team. That's weird. And uh, once again, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, but just keep an eye out for that episode coming out next week. I'm going to have my guy Johnny Uleka from All About the Birds on. Um, but before we dive in here, obviously I, I, was, I was finishing my point on BG. Um, TJ Edwards had a great game. Defense in general had a really good game. Against Ben DiNucci, let's be honest here, in a, in a beat-up offensive line. Um, the Cowboys are really bad. We'll get into that, uh, the state of the NFC East. And then we'll kind of take a look at the, you know, just going forward, what to expect from the Birds. And, um, you know, kind of talk about how, you know, trade deadline. There wasn't much news there uh, for the Birds. So um, we'll kind of dive into that, whether that was the right move or not. 
Um, before we dive into the actual content of the show, obviously I want to get my my stuff out there. Be sure to go follow me on Twitter at uh, Scotty Drown. That's the personal page at ST Philly Sports One for the sports page. Scotty talks Philly sports. Um, also, be sure to give my guy Tony Cotillo and his team over at Heat Ratio Sports a follow on Twitter as well. They're always coming with that that hot content, uh, hot takes, and my man Tony Cotillo. Uh, jigsaw man that guy is is one of a kind and he puts the work in make sure to give those guys a follow over there at heat ratio sports um definitely appreciate that just make sure after or during or right now um watching this video make sure to like and subscribe to it um definitely could use all the support that we can get here and uh philly you know i love you so show the love back um but let's let's dive in here um it's gonna be a quick one quick notes uh, today, don't want to make it too long, you know. Don't want to spend too much time hitting the same hitting the same nail with the hammer, you know. Everybody's talking about it this week, and uh, the biggest takeaway I, I I think so is obviously Carson Wentz and his struggles. Um, we'll dive into that right now. I mean, like I said, how can a guy be so inconsistent that he is at that at the midway point of the season? He is your MVP. And there's other guys you can make a case for. I mean, even Travis Fulgham, you can make a case for. That guy's been phenomenal. Um, but Carson Wentz, I mean, we can talk about it. You can make a case for it. Um, but you can also make an, an astonishing case that he's been the biggest disappointment and maybe the most detrimental to the team. Excuse me. With those turnovers. So um, with that being said, you know, Carson Wentz leads the league in turnovers. Um Leads the league in interceptions, 12, um, you know, through two against Dallas, who has an historically bad defense, also fumbled the ball twice, um, continues to show a lack of pocket awareness, um, holding the ball too long. And, you know, I know coming out of last week's game against the Giants on Thursday night football, you know, my whole motto talking about Carson Wentz was, you know, basically let Carson be Carson. Like Carson – he does have to hold the ball a little bit longer than most quarterbacks sometimes in order to make some of those phenomenal plays that he makes. Right. Um, so, so that's just coming out of that, you know, and you come into the Dallas game and you say, all right, let's let Carson be Carson. This is where it crosses the line for me. And, um, you know, and, and, and I've talked about this to several other Eagles fans, um, you know, since the game happened on Sunday night, and uh, I think we're all in agreement, you know, if Nick Foles was the backup quarterback uh, on Sunday night or, you know, even a guy like Josh McCown with veteran experience, you know, could come in and settle the team down. Carson would have gotten benched on Sunday night. And I, I truly believe that wholeheartedly. Um, and, and to an extent, I think he needed it. I mean, you come out the first drive, you the, the sack that he took on the forced fumble was just un. It's inexcusable at this stage of his career. Um, I was just watching my, my guy over on Heat Ratio Sports, Tony, talking about it. You know, Carson isn't this, you know, 24, 25, even 23-year-old quarterback, some young guy learning on the fly, you know, at, at the peak, at, at the top of, you know, potential. It, it, it's not potential anymore. You are what you are. It's five years in. And uh, I, I know I've, I've, I've defended Carson. I'm a, I'm a Carson Wentz apologists like everything that i hate about howie roseman apologists 
that's me for Carson. And, um, you know, this weekend against the Cowboys, against a historically bad defense, this was where I drew the line. Because, um, you know, I would never call to bench Carson, and, and I didn't um, against the Cowboys, but only because it's Jalen Hurts behind him. Only because that. And uh, my thing about, you know, everybody that, that's calling for Jalen Hurts to be, you know, come in, give him a shot, bench Carson. I get it. I, I definitely get it. it it's understandable. Um, but, you know, you got you to gotta take something away from this season that we haven't seen and uh, kind of put the microscope on it and, and maybe think, you know, why hasn't this happened? Um, you know, they're always bringing Jalen Hurts in for these wildcat plays. You know, they'll slide Carson Wentz out to, you know, out in the wide receiver's spot. Um, and, and you have Jalen Hurts in the backfield. And it's always a run option. You know, he either hands it off or he takes it himself for a run. But you never see – we've seen him pass the ball twice this season. So there's a reason that we're not throwing the pass option in there with that run option, at least, you know, maybe a third of the snaps that he's played this year. Because obviously he comes in, I mean, he's running the ball every time. What do you think, what play do you think he's running when he's back there with a running back? It's a run, it's a read option. I mean, it's it's obvious as day. Um, so why not throw a pass in there every once in a while? There's a reason for that. Because they don't trust him as a passer yet. And is exactly the reason why you know I'm not I'm not throwing Jalen Hurts out there. That's a double-ended sword. And um, just as much as you degrade Carson, you take you know all of his confidence away. You will also be throwing a rookie out there behind a beat-up offensive line with a bunch of young playmakers. And what if he falls on the dagger himself? So now you're you're ruining two players at once. Not a good idea. Um, if you're that concerned about Carson, you just let him play out this season, ruin himself, and, and hope, you know, Jalen Hurts can be that guy and maybe one day, you know, we can surround him with a team that is stable enough. Um, but this isn't the team. I mean, if Carson, you know, the way Carson has played, I just can't count on Jalen Hurts, you know, coming. Carson, you know, notably has been probably the most pressured quarterback in the NFL. And, and you know, take it or – Take or, take or leave it against, you know, some other guys in the league. But, I mean, he's definitely been one of the most pressured quarterbacks in the NFL, if not the most. Um, so, with that being said, you know, what do you expect Jalen Hurts to do other than come out and scramble for his life? Which, I'm, I'm sorry, that's just not an offense that works these days. Um, but, you know, that's that's kind of where I'm at with Carson. If, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, defend him as if he's like some little kid that I have to protect his feelings or, you know, I, I, I used to just be so protective of Carson. And, you know, now I'm at the point where you got to take the gloves off and, and, and it's, it's time to go Carson. I mean, you know, these last couple of years, probably the last two, three years, Eagles fans have been, you know, Till their eyes are bleeding out, defending Carson Wentz, his injuries. Um, you know some of the statistics that you that you read up about him, all his criticisms, um, and and you just see now it's like, well, we're we're saying this every year. We're counting on Carson. Like this is going to be the year where you know Carson is elite. Um, Carson, you know, finally got it together, and uh, you know this is Carson's breakout season since 2017. It hasn't happened yet. And um, while the numbers last year and the numbers of the year before that, good. You know, 
over 20 touchdowns, under seven interceptions, great. It's a good quarterback. It's not an elite quarterback. And uh, you see the beginning of this season, it was like we, we had those, you know, good seasons these last two seasons with Carson. And you kind of just wait for him. You're waiting for him to have that elite season again where he proves that he is a top five, a top ten quarterback. And, uh, you know, he kind of comes out this season um, in, a, in, a, in a division where you're the only team that has a returning coach. You're the only team now that has their, you know, legit starting quarterback. I mean, Daniel Jones, give or take, whatever, sure. Not basing, you know, my franchise quarterback off Dan- Danny Dimes out of New York. No. Um, but, you know, Dak's out. Obviously, Dwayne Haskins gone. Um, they're going with Kyle Allen in Washington. So you you look around Carson and you're like, well, what what's the excuse? I mean, we got injuries, but so does a lot of other teams. And they don't miss a beat. And they don't lead the league in interceptions. I mean, Daniel Jones doesn't lead the league in interceptions. Neither does Kyle Allen. And it's not even close. Um, I think where I break down with Carson is, you know, give or take. I mean, let him be Carson, but you know, to an extent, you gotta you gotta calm it down, man. The hero ball has to stop. Um, those two interceptions were literally atrocious. Uh, just you know, un- unacceptable. I mean, Trayvon Diggs is not a good cornerback, and he was ranked, you know, one of one of PFS top cornerbacks of this week ridiculous and um you know i I'm, I'm just to this point with carson where you know i'm i'm not on the end of taking him out and putting in jalen hurts but you know i am right there like i i am close and you know i i wouldn't i wouldn't bring in jalen hurts as a permanent replacement but just to put carson in his place and tone it down a little bit I don't know if he needs his confidence. Maybe his confidence is too high. He needs it like knocked down a a notch. Um, But, you know, it's funny. I I saw my guy Phil and and a bunch of other guys, um, especially over on All About the Birds, they were kind of complaining this situation with Doug and Carson to that of Brett Brown and Ben Simmons. You know, Brett Brown, just the player's coach, he's going to do anything to make his guys feel good and be confident um, rather than reprimanding them, punishing them, making sure that they're held accountable. So where I see the resemblance here is, you know, we let Ben Simmons get away with not shooting. You know, Brett Brown says he wants Ben to shoot a, you know, a three-pointer a game. But then, you know, he doesn't do it and nothing is said about it. So um, to that extent, you know, Doug is coming out after every game. You know, these turnovers are unacceptable. But then you come out and you have Carson turn over the ball again four times against one the worst defense in the NFL. Let's be honest. The worst defense in the NFL gets four turnovers. That's unacceptable. And, uh, you know, I know everybody's fed up with Carson Wentz's post-game interviews. I mean, I've got to be better. I, I've got to learn. No, you you should have been learning in the offseason. And, and this is where I come down on Carson because, you know, you say you got to be better. Well, it's time to get better. It's year five, and we are we are running out of that window of you know waiting on Carson to be that franchise guy. They drafted Jalen Hurts, and they created a very, a very, very shorter leash for Carson Wentz. You know, you got a young, athletic, explosive guy in Jalen Hurts at the quarterback position. It's tempting. I get it. It's tempting. 
My only problem is is that we most likely do not have an offense developed for Jalen Hurts because Doug Peterson's style offense isn't for Jalen Hurts. It's not. Um, but it'll it'll be interesting to see. You know, Carson Wentz gets this bye week right at the perfect time. You're at the midway mark. You got 12 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. Um, it's time to clean it up, man, and uh, you know get the kinks out. You, you're going to get guys like Miles Sanders back. You're gonna get guys like Rager, um, you know, fully back, time to practice. Dallas Goddard, fully back, time to practice. Um, it's time to take advantage of it, and uh, you know, you'll get Lane Johnson. Hopefully, he can take a break and come back fully healthy. Um, but you're getting guys back. It's time to take advantage of it, and you know, you come out, you throw, you you, you do four turnovers against the worst defense in the, in the NFL, who is also our biggest rival within our division. Um, you, you come out, you turn the ball over four times, you're hurting the team. You're not making us better. So we can literally plug a game manager in there that can win us that game and not do the things that Carson Wentz does. So, you know, let Carson be Carson, but if it's detrimental to the team to that extent, then, uh, it's time to can it. Uh, and, and I, and I mean that wholeheartedly here. Um, I do have confidence that Carson will turn it around. Um, obviously as a Carson apologist, I've always had the confidence that Carson has the talent, has the potential. I feel like we're all there. But, um, you know, it, it, it takes something more to put it all together consistently and, you know, always just having your shit together as a quarterback. And that, and that comes with studying film. That comes with studying your mechanics, your footwork, your, your body movements. I mean, some of his throws, the mechanics are just off. And that's why the throws are so inaccurate. They're so inaccurate. And um, those are the plays where he's turning the ball over. So, you know, and this will kind of transition us into the next point. We're running out of the excuses for Carson because guys are coming back. They're coming back. He had Goddard and Rager out there this game. You know, we lost Sean Jackson. Sure. We haven't had him the whole season. You got Rager. You got Hightower. You got Fulgham. You got Jajal. You got Greg Ward. You got Dallas Goddard. You got Richard Rodgers. You got guys out there. And uh, you got Boston Scott. You got Corey Clement. I know Corey Clement hasn't been much, but, you know, ride with me here. Um, this is a lot more than what Carson Wentz has had. So the excuses are running out, you know, and, and, and this is kind of segueing into the next point. You know, Travis Fulgham and Jalen Rager. I mean, these guys look to be like the guys. I know Jalen Rager only three catches, 16 yards a tutty. Um, but those were, those were monumental 16 yards. I mean, the, the way we got the ball to him in space, I love to see, you know, the third down play gets the juke, makes the guy miss, you know, gets the first down. Those are the plays that I cannot wait to see more of. Um, definitely got to get these plays, you know, Jalen Rager in, in space, Jalen Rager through the middle. Um, he's a quick guy, fast guy. Uh, obviously, you're going to have your bombs with them. Shout out to the Rager Bomb, new T-shirt from All About the Birds. That shit is sick. Um, definitely go check that out. But, uh, you know, the Rager Bombs, they're they are on the way. And uh, with a guy like Fulgham, it's just going to open up the field more for Jalen Rager and vice versa. Um, so you look at Fulgham coming out of this game. He had six receptions, 78 yards, a touchdown on seven targets. This guy's doing it every game. He's bringing it every game. Um, I'm, I, I don't know what else we can expect from him. I mean, it, it can only, I, I imagine it can get better from here, but 
this guy's a real deal. I mean, what is this? This is just about five or six games now. I, I believe it's five um, of, of Fulgham where he has been highly productive in every single game. Um, the only consistent piece of our offense since he's came into the fold. And um, I, I just think this bodes well for Carson, but does it? Because now you don't have any excuses. And, um, you know, now that the excuses are running out, you have Rager there who is the first-round draft pick. He's the guy. You know, you call Fulgham wide receiver one, but Jalen Rager has the potential to be wide receiver one as well. So you got two guys, two young prospects that, you know, if Carson can pull his shit together – these are going to be your guys for the next couple of years uh, between those two miles and Dallas Goddard. These are your key pieces, Carson. So, um, you know, you hope that it's the shortage in the practice window that he had to, uh, the time to spend with guys like Goddard and Reger. Um, you had got Goddard out there, only one target, 15 yard catch. I expect that to increase, obviously. Um, the excuses are over. Um, these, these receivers are legit. Um, Still have to wait to see from Rager, obviously, the complete legitness. But um, to see him at first game back, you know, coming out of a multi-week injury, um, you know, first week back on the on the practice field as well, you know, playing with guys, to see him get in the end zone was, was monumental for his career. Um, not only his career, but his confidence. He's going to be highly – he's already a confident individual. And his first career touchdown is only going to make that better and more apparent. So um, I'm, I'm looking forward to these guys in the receiving game. Philly, we have some legit receivers now. Let's enjoy the shit out of it. Um, you know, with that being said, I'm, I'll move to my next point. You know, the offense doesn't have an identity. They need to figure that shit out, and they have a whole bye week and a half to, you know, get it figured out. Um, you'll get Miles back in the fold should, you know, make us more inclined to run the ball, I would hope. Um, I thought Boston Scott was – filling in nicely. I, I, I just thought we didn't use them as much as we should, especially against bad teams, um, you know, especially bad teams against the run um, beside the point. But that, that offense needs to find an identity. Doug's got to get more consistent with play calling. But um, the biggest note is obviously Carson Wentz. Stop turning over the goddamn ball. That that's It's enough. It's enough, Carson. Seriously. It's enough. Um, we'll move to the defense. Um, obviously, you know, BG came up with a huge, huge, huge strip sack at the beginning of the game, changed the whole momentum of the game. Um, you're coming off of Carson Wentz. I believe it was an interception or the, the forced fumble, um, whichever, you know, regardless of what it was, uh, it was a turnover. The Cowboys were scheduled, you know, to go up 10 to 10 to zero right there. And, uh, BG gets a strip sack. We go down, we score, um, Totally, uh, you know, redirected the momentum of the game, put us right back in it. Um, and then, you know, of course, we had TJ Edwards with the crucial strip sack in the uh, fourth quarter, uh, which was returned by Rodney McLeod for, for a big fumble return touchdown. And that kind of sealed the game away. Um, defense, let's be real, they came up huge. Uh, I know they were playing against Ben DiNucci. I know he's a third string, you know, seventh round undrafted guy, whatever the case may be. Um, but they took advantage of the opportunities. That's the point here. And, uh, you know, as bad as we've considered our defense this season, you know, they're still able to come out and, you know, make plays against guys like Daniel Jones or against guys like, you know, Ben DiNucci. And uh, that's going to be the difference this season is our defense, you know, making plays rather than just, 
you know, whether it's them just getting a stop and getting the ball back for the offense. The offense has struggled. And uh, the defense has done it twice this year where they've supplemented the offense with scoring on the defensive end. Uh, they did it against San Francisco and now again against the Cowboys. And let's be real. I mean, it, it ultimately changes the entire game when they do stuff like that. And uh, all you can do is commend them. These guys play with effort. The linebacking play has been better. Let's let's be honest. It's been better. Um you had Zeke out there. He only had, what, 63 rushing yards? I mean, in a game where they need to run the ball with Zeke, only 63 rushing yards. I mean, we strapped Zeke down. Uh, you know, you got Amari Cooper, one catch, five yards on five targets. That's their main receiver. Shut that down. Um, and then, you know, obviously Ben DiNucci had pressure on him all night and, you know, forced, forced the two fumbles that were costly for that Cowboys team. So, um, you know, the, the, the Eagles defense is making the plays that they need to make um, in order to give us a shot. And then you have, you know, the guy Carson Wentz who is shooting the defense in the foot by throwing picks and fumbling the football. So just got to hope that the defense, you know, hopefully one Carson obviously gets his shit together. And then you just hope that the defense can stay consistent, you know, lending that hand because that's going to be the difference in making us a dominant team. Um, so, so obviously the defense has looked, um, just like the rest of the team, let's be honest, it, it's, it's inconsistent, um, against bad teams. They play well, of course they should. Um, but the, the good note is that they are able to play well and make huge plays like game changing plays. So that's, that's the difference there. Um, just a couple things, you know, to just look forward to coming out of the bye week. And I'll definitely dive into this more on the next episode. This is just a quick notes, quick hits episode of uh, Scotty Talks Philly Sports. Just really wanted to get out my recap for the Cowboys. But during the bye week, I'm going to really dive in on, you know, what the Eagles have going for them going forward. Um, obviously, we're shooting for that division title. We want to get that four seed in the playoffs. Get that home field advantage, you know, that home field game uh, in the first round. And, you know, if we get that far, we get our team a little bit healthier there's no saying what can happen in that first game. Now, um, you know, when you reach the levels of the teams like the Seahawks, Packers, Bucks, uh, whatever the case may be, obviously you're, you're going to be a little bit on the underdog side. But even then, it's any given Sunday, especially here in Philly. Um, we play up to our competition. We play down to our competition. We can lose to the, you know, the who, who's the worst team in the NFL? I, we could lose to the Cowboys. Shit, we could lose to the Cowboys. And go out and beat, you know, the Packers or the Saints or the Seahawks. So inconsistent team is is going to be just that, inconsistent. You just hope that you get to the playoffs and give yourself a chance. Um, obviously, we're getting guys back from injuries. Uh, you're going to get Alshon back eventually, sure. Um, he is a plus if he does come back. He can, I'm sure he can get us a catch or two a game. Uh, um, well, definitely, we should be getting Miles Sanders back. That's one of my biggest question marks of the first half of this season. You know, what the hell is going on with Miles Sanders? Um, you know, the usage at the beginning of the season and then this most recent injury that, you know, seems like nobody's talking about. It, it's kind of weird to me once again. Um, should get Lane Johnson back. Hopefully they just give him a few weeks to rest. Let him get his leg together, and then let's give it a shot. Let's not pull a Jason Peters here where he's playing every week but leaving the games early every week. 
Um, and then obviously we got guys like Goddard and Rager back, you know, that are getting on track. Um, I know Goddard only had one target, 15 yards in that game. It's going to get better. Carson loves his tight ends. And, um, you know, they get a full bye week together. They'll get get some time to get back on the practice field, get that rhythm and that connection going. They're going to be good. Um, you just hope that Doug can find the identity of this offense. And, you know, if when uh, Miles does come back, if this is a run-based offense, which I know Doug will not allow it to be, but if it has to be, then we need to go that route. I mean, Carson plays better when we have a strong, strong running game. So um, that's kind of what I'm looking forward to, you know, as we get deeper into the season out of this bye week midway point. Um, you know, just getting healthier and, and, you know, our guys playing well enough to give themselves a chance. That's all you can hope for going forward. Um, as far as, you know, the trade deadline, I'll, I'll touch on this really quick. Honestly, um, it, it surprised me, I guess, that we didn't make any moves. Um, but I'm not mad. It's actually what I wanted. It's a good surprise. So um, I wrote an article probably like two weeks ago, you know, saying how the Eagles, you know, Howie Roseman will be a buyer at the deadline. You know, part of it will be due to his ego. Kudos to Howie, man. He didn't let that come into play here. And maybe it was the other part of his ego that thinks the team's already good enough. Um, but I'm hoping that it's more on the end, you know, keep our draft capital, um, only try to get rid of, you know, contracts that are hurting the team. They were trying to push Alshon out the door up until the deadline, and uh, obviously nobody took any bites at it. But um, I think they stayed true to what the plan should have been, and that's just to get younger. Um, you know, help our cap situation and, you know, don't make any moves that are detrimental. You don't really need to get better to win the division. Um, you can win the division with the team you have right now. So there's no point in wasting draft capital, you know, looking for these uh, unlocked, uh, this hidden potential type of players. No need for it. Uh, we'll go into the offseason. We'll get these bad contracts off our books and, and we'll use our draft picks wisely. I would hope so. Um but, yeah, no moves at the deadline. Not really – I guess it's more surprising on the end that we didn't do anything just because Howie usually is very active. But I, I'm okay this year not being, um, even though, you know, we get it attached to every single name that becomes available. Um, not this year. Let's let's keep it moving forward with the guys we got and let's go win the division. Let's give ourselves a chance in the playoffs, right? Um so real quick before I end the show, really just want to touch on, um, you know, the Eagles next six games and, and I'll dive way deeper into it on the next episode. Promise you that um, the bye week special episode featuring Johnny Uleka. Um, so next next six games. Right. We got the New York Giants, the Browns, Seahawks, Packers, Saints and Cardinals. And then we finish out the season with the Cowboys and the, the Washington football team. Um Obviously, the hopes is that you win the rest of your division games. Um, so that should be at least, you know, I would, what, three more wins. So you, you, you got at least three more wins, I would like to think, um, barring injuries, barring Carson Wentz, you know, four turnover games again uh, throughout this season. Which, by the way, that Cowboys game is the worst game I've ever seen from Carson. 123 yards, four turnovers. Disgusting against worst defense in the league. But um, we won't go down that road again. Um, but yeah, I, I think we do have three more wins, at least just from our division, but I'll kind of give you my takes on the next six games. Just, you know, quick, quickly here. 
Um, so obviously I got us beating the Giants um, coming out of the bye week. I think that should be a game where we hopefully take care of business. We're, we're rested. We have guys come back from injury. Hopefully we can win by double digits. Not have to stress, I hope. Um, the next game would be the Browns, um, who I I do kind of expect us to win. Uh, it's definitely a losable game. All the games going forward are losable. Let's be honest, the Eagles aren't that great that they're uh, this overwhelming favorite. Um, I think we should beat the Browns, and uh, I especially think we should beat the Browns if we want to have a chance, you know, at, at just having close to eight wins. Um I think that's the only shot we have. Uh, obviously, Seahawks-Packers up next. Um, definitely think we're going to lose to the Seahawks. I mean, let's be honest. They're, Russell Wilson's our kryptonite. DK Metcalf will destroy us somehow um, just to make us hate our lives even more. And um, that game will not go well against that high-powered offense. It, it, it won't go well. Um, and then, you know, the Packers and Saints are interesting. So on my paper here, I got us losing to the Packers, beating the Saints. Um, I think that's in either or. So I think we're going to win one of those games and we're going to lose one. Um, the reason I picked us to lose to the Packers is because I just don't think you beat Aaron Rodgers two years in a row. Just being completely honest, I don't think it, it happens. Um, and I, and I think Aaron Rodgers is playing at a better level this season. Um, as far as the Saints, I think they're beatable. Um, the Packers are beatable as well, but the Saints are more beatable. They've looked more susceptible this year. Um, you know, with losses to the Raiders, uh, teams like that. Um, definitely still the Saints. It's definitely still Drew Brees. Michael Thomas hasn't played all season. Likely he'll be playing by then. Um, but just a team that I, I doesn't doesn't have me shaking in my boots, especially coming up here to Philadelphia to play us outside. Um, they do not scare me as much as they used to. Uh, and I think we're just due for a win against New Orleans in all, all reality. Now, the next game would be the Arizona Cardinals. Um, while I think we can win this game, of course we can win that game. But, you know, just based off the way this season has played out, it seems like mobile quarterbacks have killed us. Um, you know, Lamar Jackson went for over 100 rushing yards. Uh, Danny Dimes had over 90 rushing yards. And then even Ben DiNucci got out of the pocket a couple times. Um, nothing crazy, but, you know. Um, Kyler Murray's a different breed. Uh, he's up there in the same realms as, you know, Lamar Jackson as far as running the football as a quarterback. And uh, I expect a huge day for him against us. Let's, let's be honest. Uh, running quarterbacks, we do not fare well against. And I think that will likely cost us that game. Um, and then I, I, I do believe we finish out the season with two wins. And we'll need them to win the division. So uh, I, I definitely give us those last two wins against the Cowboys and the Washington football team. Um, but that's it for this episode, guys. I just wanted to kind of give you my feels going into the, you know, bye week, um, coming out of that Cowboys win that felt like a loss and, and somehow, you know, just kind of wanted to give you guys my vibe, you know, going into the break and, um, it's not all bad, but it's definitely not all good. And, uh, you're just hoping to see some improvements from Carson, uh, and Doug Peterson and that offense in general. Uh, the defense is what it is. They're kind of going to play like that the rest of the season, I feel like. Just kind of inconsistent, um, you know, but there to make a play when you really, really need one. I think they do have that capability in them. Um, just need some consistency going forward from the offense uh, to take some pressure off that defense. There's so much pressure on the defense every game to just not give up a score. 
And uh, we got to stop playing like that. The offense needs to have the defenses back. And uh, hopefully we see that coming out of the bye week against the Giants. But, um, you know, guys, it, it's not all bad. You know, the trade deadline wasn't some monumental marker for us. Um, the team is what it is. They can win the division with what they got. And you just got to hope guys come back healthy and they stay healthy. And we should be good going forward. Um, definitely stay tuned in the upcoming weeks. Uh, like I said, I'm going to have a big bye week special coming out featuring Johnny Lecca. May have some other special guests on there just to, you know, really break down the birds in the first half of the season and then break down the second half of the season for the birds as well. Um, but that's going to be it for this show, guys. Once again, just remember to go follow me on Twitter uh, at Scotty Drowned. Also, check out the sports page at ST Philly Sports One. Um, and, and then, of course, follow my, my comrades over at uh, Heat Ratio Sports. Uh, and that is at Heat Ratio Sports. And uh, that's on Twitter as well. You can also check us out on Facebook Scotty Talks Philly, Philly Sports and Heat Ratio Sports butcher that up a little bit but uh be sure to like and subscribe guys always a always a pleasure uh getting to express myself to you all and i always appreciate the love and support and uh you know just the fact that you even give it a listen thank you guys be sure to like and subscribe on all your main streaming platforms and that is going to be it for scotty i'm out go birds top of the division somehow going into the bye week we're going to make the playoffs and maybe we'll make some noise. I'm out. Go birds, guys.